Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to be talking about current events. I received a very interesting question today in the email, which, by the way, you can email me at askstan at prophecyclub.com. Askstan at prophecyclub.com. So this comes to us today from Brianna. Yes, Brianna, I'm answering your question. She says, does the signing of the peace treaty today mean we have seven years left? Does it mean we are about to be hit with a meteor for splitting God's land? Wow. Okay, Brianna, that's really a good question. So let's dig into it. I also think it's very interesting. And by the way, you folks out there sending me emails, you do not know how many times your emails are really important and gives me really important information to give to the rest of the brothers and sisters. So, yes, when you do run across something, be sure and send it to me. And the only thing I ask is, if you're going to send me, well, a letter, try to keep it short, but if you're going to send me like a YouTube, please give me the time code that I need to start at and what I'm supposed to hear, what I'm supposed to get out of it, because I could listen for two hours and say, well, that was really interesting. What do I was supposed to get out of that, you see? Okay, so now let's go. May 24th, this comes to us from Ordo News Editor. It says, on Monday... In the middle of the night in Jerusalem, the sounds of the shofar echoed, which made absolutely all the inhabitants of the city draw their attention. Shofar is a Jewish ritual instrument. If they blew it now, then there was some exceptional case. Israeli media say that Rabbi Yaakov Jishholz, I tried to say his name correctly, and I do that for a reason, because this guy has a... Um, be nice now, Stan. Be nice. He's not accurate. <laughs> he's, he's not accurate. Okay. Uh, Rabbi Kanevesky, that he was allegedly preparing his own glima. I disagree with all this Jewish stuff. Well, if you're going to speak English, speak English. Don't give me all this Jewish stuff. I don't want to learn all the Hebrew. That's my attitude. Okay. Don't call it Rosh Hashanah. Call it Feast of Trumpets. Okay. I'm English. Call it Feast of Trumpets. Anyway says, usually these clothes are needed to meet the Messiah. In our case, it is not known for whom the preparation began. So what he's saying is he's wearing clothes, dressing ceremonial clothes, a gown, that are needed to meet the Messiah. They're expecting Messiah to return any day now. Now, of course, we know that the Messiah that they're looking for is, in fact, going to be the beast or the Antichrist because they don't think their Messiah, Messiah has arrived yet, so they're still looking for him. Now, let's go on. The famous rabbi, Nissan of Ramat Gan, gave a prediction. He noted that this is atonement, will be carried out on the night of the Seder, on Passover. The third temple will descend to earth from heaven. Apparently, the coming of Mashiach is coming. Okay, well... <laughs> He got another thing wrong. First of all, the third temple, which is the New Jerusalem, but again, they don't know that because they don't receive the New Testament. So they don't have anything of revelation. So they miss so many things. So they're trying to put the thousand-piece crossword puzzle together with about 400 pieces. <laughs> it's never going to happen. So that's not, it's just not going to happen. Anyway, the third temple is actually the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem, if you'll get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I will show you that the New Jerusalem comes down on tabernacles, not atonement. Atonement is the great white throne, 
Well, that's another thing. People get out of place, too. But again, I explain all that in Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. So he goes on to say that they're expecting Messiah to return on atonement. Well, the problem with that is he doesn't return on atonement. He returns on trumpets the last time. And the seven-year tribulation also begins on trumpets. It ends on trumpets. But the next time Jesus returns, he's not returning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The next time he's returning is Revelation 14, 1. I looked, and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion, Sion is in S-I-O-N or Z-I-O-N, which is about a 30-minute walk from the Mount of, Mount of Olives, which is when he returns the last time. In other words, he's returning two more times. I explain that in the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. I looked, a lower lamb stood upon the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name in their forehead. I go through and explain that. That's the next time he returns. That is when he returns and resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. And I explain why they're one-year-old, why they're Jewish boys. I explain that that is the barley harvest. Then they walk around with Jesus, probably all over the city. It just doesn't tell us exactly what they do. But I imagine Jesus can do pretty much anything he wants to do. So they walk around for 50 days with Jesus. And then on the 50th day, which is Passover, then he resurrects the wheat. The wheat are those that are washed in the blood of the Lamb. And then they go to the marriage supper. The marriage supper takes about four months. At the marriage supper, Jesus is then crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's where he changes from being the Lamb of God to being the Lion of the tribe of Judah. That's where he changes from being the Prince of the Kings of the Earth to become King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He changes from prince to king, from lamb to lion. And at that, he is given many crowns. He's given a vesture dipped in his own blood and a white horse. And then four months later, we get a white horse and we return with him for Armageddon on the Feast of Trumpets. All of that's explained in The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And, and this brother here, <laughs> this Jewish rabbi, is getting things all mixed up. But again, that's where the prophecies are, unless you have the secret door. And in my knowledge, that book uh, apparently is the only place that God has given the secret door. So you can't put all of the prophecies together in the correct order without the secret door. Once you have the secret door, all of a sudden everything is just click, 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 right in perfect order. So anyway, let's go back to the article. It says, another point is related to Lubavitcher Rebbe. One elderly man said that at a meeting, IDF honors... In New York, 1976, he asked Rebbe, what fate awaits Israel after the Yom Kippur battle? Yom Kippur battle is he referring to the Battle of Armageddon. It is important to note that this man was an officer. Then the military was given the opportunity to personally communicate with Rebbe. The answer was, 2020, it will end, meaning 2020. In fact, 2020, many prophecies will begin to come true, so new ones, even the strangest ones no longer seem possible. Okay, so what's this saying? It's saying that they are believing that Jesus is about to return. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Up north, you say it ain't going to happen. <laughs> if you're correct, you say it's not going to happen. But however you want to say it, not going to happen. 
Jesus does not return as King of kings and Lord of lords until the very last day. There's, what, six verses that says last day. I covered that in Secret Door, too. So when he returns as King of kings is about four months after we, the the wheat, erected, resurrected, which is 50 days after the 144,000 are resurrected. All of this explained. I've got the charts. I've got it all explained all out. Again, that's part of the 30 uh, what do you call it? Thirty, thirty revelations that got two visions and the audible voice. So they're they're misunderstanding. They're putting things in the wrong order, and because they haven't found the secret door, they don't believe in the New Testament. They don't believe in Jesus. It's like all scrambled up. Okay, so back to her question. Brianna says, "Does the signing of the peace treaty today mean we have seven years left?" No. Well, how do we know? Because if you go to Daniel 9.27, and he, talking about the beast or the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with me for one week. Now, it doesn't tell us what covenant, but first of all, it's talking about the Antichrist. And he, the beast, the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with me for one week. Now, that word week does mean seven. The word in the Hebrew is Shabuah. And as we say a couple, and we mean two, or we say a dozen, and we mean 12, the word Shabuah means seven, and he shall confirm the covenant. But the problem is what covenant? Okay, so is this the covenant? It cannot be. Why? How do we know that? Because the first seal is not opened yet. Well, how do we know that? How do we know when the first seal opens? Revelation 6, 1, and when the lamb opened one of the seals, I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. Now, there is nothing in the Bible that says we get to hear that noise of thunder. But, according to Ken Peters, which I do believe was hearing from God in his dream, which, by the way, you can read the whole thing in my book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast, also available at prophecyclub.com. And there, he said, when he lived through the first three and a half years of the tribulation until he was beheaded, he said, it all started when everybody on earth, every ear on earth, heard a long, loud horn honk. And he said it was long loud, and it sounded like a 1970s car horn. Now, that does not necessarily mean that when we hear the first seal opened, we do not necessarily mean that it's going to sound like thunder. We don't know. Maybe it's a 1970s horn horn. But when it happened, some of the graves around the globe exploded open. It was as if there was an explosive device in the coffin. He said he literally saw dirt flying. Then around the grave, he saw people wearing these what appeared to be like white choir robes with a big cloak on them. He said he did not see them float up in the air. He said they just walked around for a moment or so, and then he said they simply disappeared. And he saw no one alive go up in the air at all. Now, assuming that's all correct, and I think most people believe that is, then that means we probably will hear the opening of the first seal. Well, what else happens when that first seal is opened? Well, there's a clock that starts ticking. Seven years later, and exactly seven years later, Jesus will return. What else happens? Well, that's when the beast is released out of the bottomless pit, because right now he is falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottom of bottomless pit. And when he is released, he is allowed to live on the earth for seven years. He is allowed to rule for the last three and a half years of that seven years. So when he is released... 
And this is what Ken Peters said once again in his dream. He said that when it happened, they began announcing that there's going to be a whole new society set up, and there's going to be a whole new world ruler that is coming forth on the scene. Well, why doesn't he just appear immediately? It's because Daniel chapter 7 says that he's got to overcome three of the other horns. In other words, three of the other rulers. See, there's, there's, they divide the, the globe into ten global regions. Each global region has a ruler. And Revelation 13 says, and he has blasphemy written on his head. So they blaspheme God. And then when the beast rises out of the bottomless pit, and he's not here on earth yet, I mean, literally, he is not here on earth yet, which the point that I need to make there is, since the beast is not even here yet, he can't confirm the covenant yet. So this is not the covenant. (laughs) Absolutely, positively, the tribulation has not started. Has not started. Now, does that necessarily mean it can't start? Well, it certainly could. It could start this coming, what would that be, uh, September 19th on trumpets. It could be. I don't think it is. I think we've got more time. But God hadn't bothered to check with me, so I don't know. Maybe it is going to be. But anyway, so when he ascends out of the bottom of his pit, they said that he starts rising to power. And this is what Daniel 7 says also. Why? Because he has to overcome three of the other global regional rulers. He overcomes them. And there's another 11th horn that rises up among the 10th. So he's not one of the original 10 global regional rulers that they are now in the process of setting up. It's in the early phases, but they're trying to get it set up. And God is going to put on the heart to fulfill his will, to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God should be fulfilled. So God is going, look, the new world order is, world government is going to happen. It's God's will. And that is him gathering the tares, bringing them down into the Battle of Armageddon, into the Valley of Jezreel, where he's going to return and use the morning star, the light sword out of his mouth, with the breath of his mouth, he brandishes his sword. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that morning star goes all the way around the earth. It goes to the center of the earth. It sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. The hills melt like water running down the steep place. And in a moment... In the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, the dead in Christ rise first, and then all at the same time that morning star comes out. And that's the reason the Bible says in Matthew 24, as lightning shines even from the east unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. He's using his morning star. And as that morning star hits a tear, they fall to the ground and pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. As that hits the dead in Christ and us on the live, alive on the earth at the same time. It all happens in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, all together, all the same, push, just like that. And then those whose name is in the book of life, out of the belly flows rivers of living water. And all of a sudden, flame on. We get our glorified body. We never hunger again. We never thirst again. We never die again. We never sunlight on us nor any heat. For the Lamb that dwelleth in the midst of the throne shall feed them and lead them into living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. From that moment on, For us, that is eternity. For us, it's all over right then. We instantly enter into eternity. And we rule and reign for a thousand years, but we're not concerned about time. We're timeless. We're endless at that point. We never die again. Her question is, does the signing of the peace treaty today mean the seven years left? No, this is not the peace treaty. The next thing is, does it mean we're about to be hit with a meteor for splitting God's land? Well, this is not splitting God's land yet. This is simply saying 
we're going to kiss and make up. We are going to stop trying to kill you, <laughs> each other. We're going to start shooting bullets each other. Doesn't mean it's all hunky dory, as they say. It doesn't mean everything's fine. It just means that no, they have not split Israel's land, but it is something that we do need to look at. So, is the tribulation about to start? No, I do not believe it is. Now, let me take a minute and go back and kind of explain that chart just a little bit. As I said, Back in 2017, when I memorized the book of Revelation, I didn't think anything special was going to happen. I just was just a project. A project. I mean, you know, just a little thing. But then I started getting revelations. And even when I started getting the revelations, I didn't know it was going to a book. I didn't know it was going to be anything important. I just was glad to get the information. But what he showed me is that there is one word, a secret door, the word first fruits, which is found in Leviticus 23.10, and Revelation 14.4. And when you understand that that is a secret door, all of a sudden the feasts become the pattern, kind of like if you're like doing hopscotch, okay? The feasts are the pattern that then the prophecies can fit into. Now, I'm talking about just the seven basic feasts without getting into some of the other ones. The feasts are Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, Pentecost, Trumpets, Atonement, Tabernacles. Now, Passover was fulfilled when Moses and the blood on the doorpost and the death angel passed over and the firstborn died in Egypt. That's when it was started. But then they picked up their kneading troughs and they headed to the, the Red Sea and then God's part of the Red Sea. And that happened on first fruits. First fruits is a picture of changing from the old dead sin of Egypt going into the promised land. And that crossing happened on first fruits. So unleavened bread was you're heading to the Red Sea, get the sin out if you want the miracles to happen. And then crossing the Red Sea is first fruits. So it's a picture of Jesus on the Passover. He was the Passover lamb. He was crucified the afternoon. He had to be taken down off of the cross before Passover because he was the Passover lamb. He was the lamb of God. Then he was in the heart of the earth for three days. He said, no one takes my life, I lay it down. By one man, Adam, sin entered into the world. And by one man's perfect sacrifice, Jesus, Yeshua, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, because he lived his life perfect and gave his life, he reclaimed the title deed of the earth. He reclaimed that thing that Adam had lost. And that happened on Passover. He was in the ground for three days, which is unleavened bread. He arose on first fruits, and he is the first fruits of them that slept. Now, at that time, when Jesus arose from the dead, all of a sudden, time stopped. Just like that. I'm talking about prophetic time. I'm talking about the time counting towards the end. Now, in theory, if Jesus had been accepted and had when he rode into town uh, on Jerusalem on the donkey, then theoretically, three and a half years later, he would have been crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But of course, that wasn't supposed to happen. But what that did, when he rose from the dead, that stopped the prophetic time clock. So when Jesus returns again, he does not return on Passover. It's already been fulfilled. Or unleavened bread, it's been fulfilled. The next time he returns, he returns on the Feast of Firstfruits. Once again, and then 
He resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. And the reason we know they're one-year-old is because Leviticus 23, talking about the Feast of Firstfruits, says that they, they have to sacrifice a one-year-old male lamb without blemish. Well, Jesus qualified to be that lamb without blemish. And so what he does is he, he resurrects those 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. And they are the first fruits of the final harvest, meaning they are the first ones to get the new glorified body since Jesus arose back on first fruits. And it may be that Jesus didn't even get the, the glorified body even then, even when he arose from first fruits. Why? Because that's when Thomas was allowed to touch him. That's when the angel in, in Acts one eleven says, You mean of Galilee? Why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which you have seen, shall come in, in like manner. Well, how did he leave? He left in a lamb body. Having just been touched by Thomas, he just had fish with the disciples. That's a lamb body. That's not a glorified body. Why? Because at that time, when he went up into the clouds, he was still the Lamb of God. And to this day, Jesus is still the Lamb of God. He has not changed. I believe he's still in the same clothes. Why? Because when he returns, he's going to return out of the clouds the same way. He will come down as the Lamb of God, resurrect the 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. He will walk around, and he's not going to stay on just Mount Zion, in my opinion, because Mount Zion is a pretty small mountain. And 144,000 would almost have to stand still up there. I mean, they couldn't even sit down and have a meal. So they're not going to stay on Mount Zion. Probably they're going to be walking all over Jerusalem because at this time, the two witnesses have been witnessing for now almost, well, a little over three years. And they've been walking down, up and down the, the streets of Jerusalem. And everything the devil does, everything the beast of the false prophet does, they refute it. These are the guys that have the morning star. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Anybody mess with them and they can just go, <gasps> and they blow their breath on them. <laughs> it's the morning star. It destroys both body and soul. They fall to the ground on a pile of ashes and bones. But then after they have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall make war against them and defeat them and kill them, and the body shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Egypt. I'm sorry. When you memorized it, it just rolls <laughs> it just rolls out like that. I know I'm saying it too fast. But their, their bodies stay in the street for three and a half days. And then the spirit of life from God enters into them and stand upon their feet, and the great fear falls upon them that see them. And then they hear a great voice out of heaven saying, Come up hither. And so they rise up the same way Jesus did. They rise up in clouds, and great fear fall upon them that saw them. Now, probably, we do not know, the Bible does not tell, but probably that's either the day before or just a few days before Jesus returns. It doesn't exactly tell us when, but that is not the day of trumpets, but it's just about to be the day of trumpets. So the two witnesses. Okay, so Jesus is walking around for some 50 days, and he walks around from the Feast of first fruits with 144,000 for exactly 50 days on Pentecost. On Pentecost is the first resurrection of the dead in Christ. The second resurrection of the dead in Christ 
well, I guess you'd say the first resurrection will be when Jesus came out of the grave too. Second resurrection will be Pentecost. And then third resurrection of those in Christ will be trumpets. And then the third resurrection, which is not those in Christ, would be atonement 10 days after trumpets. But anyway, let me go back to Pentecost. Because, see, first fruits, the 144,000, that's the barley harvest. 50 days later is the wheat harvest. That's the Pentecost. Those that are washed in the blood of the Lamb. Remember, the angel turned to John and said, What are these arrayed in white robes, whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, these are they which came out of great tribulation. And washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they, before the throne of God, serve him day and night in his temple. That's us. That's us. Dead or alive, that's us. And then in Revelation fourteen thirteen, just a few verses after this, then it says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Meaning that if they weren't ready, they don't get to go. That doesn't mean they're not saved, okay? It's just they didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed is he that's called in the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there's another place that says, This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second, second death has no power. So those that go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, that's me and you, those that go up there, we get to see Jesus crowned king of kings and lord of lords, get many crowns, a vesture dipped in blood, a white horse, and we get to return with him on white horses, and we only get a wedding garment there. We do not get our rewards. Why? Because he says, my rewards are with me. We get the rewards when he returns on trumpets about four months after Pentecost. Okay, so there's a, a quick little overview. But anyway, hey, go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Get signed up. Go to prophecyclub.com. Get those five books there. It's very, very, very. The least favorite thing for Christians is a prayer meeting. Many people have been warned America is about to go into a storm capable of destroying our nation. This time, it's not enough to fast and pray separately. This time, we must assemble and pray. We're calling God's people to fast, pray, humble themselves, and seek God's face. Asking God to forgive America's sin and heal our land. For once... American Christians must put aside our divisions and unite under Jesus' name for 48 hours, fast, pray for only one thing, our nation. Can American Christians put aside our divisions for 48 hours, fast, and pray? Go to watchmanstrumpet.com, but don't look for any denominations or famous names. They're not there. Spots are limited. Reserve your place. Look unto God. Come fast and pray together for 48 continuous hours. Then watch God begin to heal our land or watch the devil tear it apart. Our choice, watchmanstrumpet.com, watchmanstrumpet.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from 
Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maria Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know being you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. At WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com.